0: Welcome back to the Coach's Corner podcast. It is Brian and Coach Mo. It's been a while, and so we are jumping right into this. Today's episode, we're going to discuss the state of Coach Mo athletics and the state of basketball in the city of Omaha and the region surrounding, which includes Omaha Metro. We have a little bit of housekeeping stuff that we want to do, but um we want to clear up some misconceptions that we're seeing especially as high school season is winding down. So that's what we got on today's episode. Stay tuned. We love the feedback and we love hearing from you guys. So we'll talk to you guys after the intro. Peace, peace. Welcome back. So today um we haven't done anything in a while because it's been kind of a grind, you know, um, basketball season started up um, and we've been, you know, enjoying that we've been trying to figure out how we're going to implement this basketball, this coronavirus thing. Um, And we've had some pretty interesting workarounds. We found some new partners, Um, shout out to Abide, Um, you know, they did our dynamic handles camp and have been pretty solid with us. Um, Looks like we're going to be getting back into some old um, places that we've been before. And so we're excited about that. That's coming in the future. Um, Our online training still out there. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) We need you all to sign up for it because there's a lot of value in there. Uh, Division one work from division one coaches and NBA players and stuff. And some of y'all are missing out. And to be honest with you, um, this is a great way to get some good, solid work in without having a coach standing over you. Um, For our players, the ones that are currently on our teams, expect it to become a requirement. If we ain't seeing you putting in the work, you're going to see your (laughs) minutes start getting pulled, especially if it's assigned work that we've given you about different elements of your game because we're assigning it because we want you to get better so you can contribute to the team. Am I on?
1: right i mean you're i mean if you're in eighth grade right now you're on our eighth grade team you're about four months from actually being a high schooler um and then you you jump immediately right into high school work and you're gonna have uh, required workouts up there so we're trying to prepare you like we we always do we try to compare, uh, prepare you for those moments
0: right and we're gonna get into it because we need we this is something urgent uh, Cosmo and I have been kind of racking our brains on this, trying to figure out the best way to put this, but, um, we're trying to prepare, uh, these young men and young ladies for high school ball with that. I think that Mo and I, um, when we've had our private conversations, um, and we just need to bring it to y'all, um. We're going to be changing, making some changes to the program to prepare these kids for high school ball because um, I think we're getting a lot of people that aren't too versed in how high school ball operates around here, and we're getting YMCA level—I um, almost I want to say YMC level—YMCA <laughs> level commitment yep. for kids that are trying to play high school basketball. And that's that's not going to work. Um, we have a good core of parents that are participating in stuff, um, and we are very happy with what we have. But moving forward, um, we need to put down these expectations because we're trying to prepare these kids to make a high school roster. And um there's some elements of, of what we're doing that it just seems like there's a little bit of a disconnect Um and it 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 it, it's it goes against what our programming is our programming is getting kids ready to make rosters or ready to make leaps in their basketball careers and if we don't have similar expectations to high school programs even for sixth graders we ain't setting them up for success and so that's the conversation coach mo and i have had Um, coach mo what are some things that just off the top we're seeing in terms of gaps in commitment or even misunderstandings about how the feeder programs work and all the other stuff around here. What are some things that you're seeing?
1: Uh, I think right, right now, you know, we, um, it's a tough year with, uh, COVID, uh, uh COVID going on. And so, um, fortunately uh, basketball has been one of the sports that has it been able to maintain and you can, you can keep playing. Um, but what we're seeing is, uh, I don't know if that's given time for parents, players, coaches, uh, to just kind of be relaxed on expectations, but it's not going to work. Uh, We are going to get at at a point where we're going to be somewhat normal again with uh, basketball, hopefully, hopefully this year. Uh, And so the expectations and rules should have never went away. And so one thing I'm I'm seeing with, uh, we'll start off first with with feeder teams um, is, uh, you know, the uh, feeder team, let me explain to you guys, feeder teams is usually connected to a high school. So you'll have teams that are, the junior so-and-sos or the mini so-and-sos that are, uh, for the, the high school, the big high school. Um, uh, but what I look at that is there's different levels. Uh, so you have teams that are playing in, uh, typically a platinum level, your platinum level are your kids that are practicing three times a week, may play a little traveling ball with another team, uh, very, very consistent and the commitment is, uh, there, uh, and they just love basketball. Sometimes this is the, those kids' only sport or their main sport. There, you have like a gold level that's similar, but then you start having the silver and bronze or the commitment's a little bit, a little bit lower. But the expectations, I think that's where the gap is. Expectations not explained to the parents or explained to the kid uh, very well by, letting it be the coaches, the organization director. Let it be the parents to the kid is not explained very well. Um, I coach high school basketball, as you know, and uh, typically a roster, we may go 12, uh, maybe, um, and, and that you might have eight to nine at play uh, consistently. Uh, it's really hard to get 12 kids into a game uh, in high school. Uh, a lot of things go with that. Um, commitment, working hard, injuries come up. There's a lot of things that go to that. So when you see a lot of these feeder programs, I think the gap is um, you, you almost got to look around and say, if I'm on the bottom bronze team and I'm in eighth grade, not saying you can't work hard. I'm telling you, we've had kids work hard and get to that spot. But the expectation is, uh, if you're already not meeting the expectations in the feeder team, coming in next year with a two-day tryout, or maybe in a one-day tryout, and you're way behind, these teams know that. And they're only gonna take the twelve best kids or twelve kids that are committed to doing what they have to do. So that that information has been left out. And I, that can that can come from a lot of different sources, but it's important for kids to know because once you know, once they get in the tryout and maybe they don't make the team, it's tough to get on that team the next year. And it may not be because you know, you you're not talented or you go out and grind, do what you gotta do, but now that they they've had a year to evaluate those kids that made the team, it's going to be even harder that second that second time around trying to do it. And I, I I've been there, a lot of my friends have been there, and so um, you got you got to be honest up front on, on what's happening or not not that they're being dishonest as much, but you got to just tell them what the expectations is.
0: Well, and that's where we're going with this, because I think a lot of times when we talk about these feeder programs, they have a lot of kids, you know, a lot of kids are clamoring for these spots. And sometimes coaches have big hearts. They like they take a liking to a kid um, and, you know, they'll give a kid a chance to earn a spot, but they don't have time to chase you down and make sure that you're showing up to everything and doing the extra work off the court. What we're saying is when we started this, the basketball stuff, we were saying coaches don't have the time to do a lot of the skill work and development, especially in season. Same goes for feeder teams. They're trying to get, they have, they have a, okay, so we're going to do a little bit of business. They have a value proposition, right? Their job is to get kids to get, produce, players for whatever high school program they're working with, right? Yep. That's what their focus is. And so they're going to focus on their best kids. They're going to focus on the kids that have the most talent or the kids that are always there, the kids that show a higher level of commitment. That's who's going to get focused on. So you can be a talented kid but not have a commitment to it or you can be a fully committed kid that doesn't have the exact talent. They don't have all the time to train you, and a lot of the work is going to end up falling on you. You're going to have to work on your stuff off court or out of practice. That's where our program comes in. Ideally, you will come to us. You'll come and work with Coach Mo and Coach Ian. You come to our Sunday session, Monday session, Wednesday session, and get chances to play with some of the other players on these other feeder programs that are getting work so that we can get into the steel, sharpening steel kind of thing. You get a chance to run with them. You get a chance to work out with them. You get a chance to even kind of scout them and learn their tendencies so that when you play against them, you have some kind of working knowledge. That's where our program is supposed to fit in. We are a training program. We added the team element because we saw having a team was a valuable part for some kids being on a team was going to help them improve as a player. What we turned into was <laughs> we have a big heart for these kids and we end up bringing in, sometimes the kids are in different levels of commitment. Sometimes they can't physically commit to it, but they want to be on a roster. They want, they like the ability of being able to go out and play on the weekends, but they may not have the ability to show up to practices. And in the past, we've kind of just hand waved it away. We can't do that anymore because We aren't setting, you know, we got eighth graders and seventh graders and sixth graders that we want on a high school roster. They have shown the level of commitment required to make a high school roster in sixth grade, seventh grade or eighth grade. If you are in eighth grade right now and you don't have you're not doing the extra work, you're not showing up to all the practices that are available, all the sessions, you're not playing pickup games and everything and you don't have an in with a high school coach where they know who you are, your chances in tryouts are slim.
1: It's tough. It, it's tough. And, you know, and the high school coach, and, and, you know, especially being a selected high school coach, uh, that that's, that's a huge point you bring up because we start getting – once a kid tries out, once it's glaring that they are very behind – um and cuts come and they have to you know they have to you go especially if you go to a class A school there's thousands of kids at your school they're only selecting, you know the best of the best of what we the, what we see in those few days um, then the emails come from right. the, from the parents and they're well, what happened my kid doesn't work my kid's tall my kid's fast my kid's this and you're like there's a lot of tall kids here there's a lot of fast kids here but is he doing the, did he do the work to make the team did he do the work to stand out to make it better was he the last one in the drills was he he or she the when they're making their layout i mean that's stuff that you are gonna get from putting in the work
0: my daughter is the best one in the ymca league well unfortunately <laughs> the kids she's playing against don't compete in the y league like right. they're at practice they're <laughs> They're doing the work. They're playing pickup games and stuff. They aren't just kind of dwelling in a Y league. And so, being the best in a league where the best players, where the top players in the city are not playing, you're setting yourself up for disappointment.
1: And as and speaking of the, the the Y, and there's not, and we we go back to that. If that's if that's what you want to do. And that, that's what you do, but your ex, the expectations we have for our our players, especially the ones we have right now, is you want to. If you're playing with us now, you want to make a high school roster. And there's no there's no knock on some of those programs, but the, I'm be honest with you, the why is not preparing you in seventh and eighth grade because the the, the level of competition isn't top notch level, and the level of competition is not pushing that that kid. And so if you if you give me that reason the results are gonna be there. Again, not saying there's not a kid that just late blooms and stands out and, you know, but a lot of times that's pretty rare if you're talking about the initial making the high school team.
0: Well, and the the why is great for learning how to play on a team and learning the basics of team ball and stuff like that. But at some point in time, especially if you're, you're looking high school and beyond, you got to make that transition to start playing and competing and training like the players you are going to be that you want to compete with, if that makes sense.
1: Right. I think one of the big things um, for me, I think what what's kind of separates us. We, we talk about this and, you know, we I, I think we're, you know, we're leaders and things. And uh, as a younger coach in my 20s, you brought it up, you know, you. You, you, you try to, you know, just help everybody out and do what uh, you got to do. Now the basketball scene has changed, especially here in our area, and it's very highly competitive, as it is like other places in the country. And you have to be real, and uh, it, you may offend some people. And so even as podcast podcaster, they may j- offend you a little bit. It may, may make you uncomfortable, but that's our goal, to make you a little uncomfortable so you can open your eyes as a parent, as a grandparent, as a coach, as a player and be like, I, what, do, what do I want to do right now?
0: We are, we're going to challenge your assumptions because we want you to challenge your kids. Yep. We want you to challenge that. We want you to challenge your kids. We want to challenge the programs they're in. We want you to challenge them to provide training and develop your kid. And if they're not fulfilling that, we're here to help out with that. But understand when you come to us, we're not playing, you know, we, we've, we're we we not doing We'll develop, we'll develop any kid. We'll take a kid that hasn't played before and get them to a point where you could put them on a little kid's roster or whatnot, you know. But we're focusing on getting better. We're not focusing on we just put you on a team just because. And I think we kind of fell into that. We've fallen into that a little bit. And it's not disparaging anybody we have because – the cream rises at the top and the kids we have on our rosters now have risen to the top and it demonstrated that they're really ready to play. So the parents and kids that are currently with us, we're doing a service to them by putting in expectations so that when we bring in new teammates, they have expectations. They gotta earn their spot. They gotta yep. earn the spot to be next to the other kids because we, those it, other kids have put in the work.
1: Yeah, and we and we and we, we get it. Life happens. Uh, like you know. Like, and this is the same thing I, you know, I tell our our high schoolers. Um, we, we know some. We know these kids on drive. We got it. We know there may be weather. We got it. We know with COVID on, they may be uh, sick. And I think a lot. And I'd hope your kids co- uh, playing with a team that understands the, the life stuff that happens. What we're saying is it. it Where's the communication? Where is, you know, is this becoming a, a a a constant thing? Uh, if you're setting in and saying, you know, we got practices these days, these days, and this kid and family decides they want to come every three weeks, um, they're not they're not really getting prepared, and it's not going to be fair to the other kids who are coming every week, every day, are doing the extra stuff. For them to get more playing time, for them to get better to develop, and you got to make that commitment as a parent too. It's kind of like, well, uh, is this something we want to do as a family? Right. Uh, and if not, uh, the real conversation needs to start. Do I need to play AAU basketball this summer? Do I? Am I ready for that? Do I need to continue on to be you know play serious? Uh, and because you're, you're not only affecting yourself and the player, you're affecting. A team full of kids with the ambition when you get to high school where wins count. Where wins count. You, you don't, no one goes to high school with the ambition that I'm going to go there, I'm going to learn and then I'm going to lose a whole bunch of games I'm expecting to lose all four years. No, you're going to go there because you put the best of the best on there and you're going to perform at your highest level. So don't, you can't do that to the rest of the kids.
0: Well, expect the pivot because really what we're saying is, and we're trying to find a really super nice way to say this, we're pivoting into, we're structuring our program to reflect what high school programs are doing and how they run their operation. The reason why is because if your goal, if you put your kid with us and want us to train, with the expectation that we're going to prepare your kid for high school, then we have to prepare your kid for high school. That means our program has to be structured like that. So if you're going to play with us, and we're going to talk about the team element here in a second, uh, because we do need to discuss the team component of our program. But right now in the next year or two, if you want to play with us, then you need to match. You need to match what the expectations of a high school program is, which means... Working out with the team, showing up to practices, putting the work in off court, developing your game, going home with homework, putting up shots, <laughs> getting up, getting up in the morning and going and putting up the shots, you know, finding opportunities to find open gyms to play with people the, and and consistently being present. I think that's the big thing. Consistently being present. If you have, haven't heard from your coach or your trainer you're reaching out to them to say, Hey, just checking in. Uh, I want you to remember that I'm still with you. And, you know, it's been a couple of days, and this is what I've done. That, so, that is
1: huge, Brian. Like, I, I didn't, you know, it, it's funny because I'm in it. I mean, as a trainer, I'm in it. But you saying that is huge because, you know, um, it, that that lets you know where you're at. That lets you know mentally where you're at. It lets you know. Where you're at, let me know what's going on. I, I've had a child, some kids that I train year round, and they'll go for these two week disappearing that, and someone will come back to me and say, "Oh yeah, I was, I was at I was at Genesis, and I was playing basketball with my buddies." And I was like, but I mean, wh- where's your training? You where have you been? Like, your buddies are either competing against you at school, or you're you're just out there having un, unstructured un. Uh, you know, uh, just unruly fun to get yourself hurt or you're not doing any uh, undisciplined, sorry, undisciplined uh, training. And I'm not saying there aren't kids that are self-motivated, but I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest. How self-motivated were you in sixth grade to hit the track, get some cones down, run, run some drills? I, I wasn't. I wasn't so motivated like that. Nobody kept it real with me. And so what we're trying to do is keep it real. If I would have had somebody... Be honest with my parents you know if i had a instead of saying I, I was a kid i could jump early i remember i was fast and i remember being seventh grade i was I could i could jump and in uh, eighth grade i was super fast at track i could jump grab the rim doing those things here so the coaches just wanted you on a team because you're athletic well they didn't say anything about hey so next year you need to uh, work on your defense. Right. And then next year, you need to learn how to get your cardio up. And that year, no one said anything. So I came into high school with the expectations of if I jump and run really fast, I'm going to make a team. And that was not it at all. And, and I didn't develop until later. I picked a lot of stuff up in college and, and later. And that's. And some people are done after the first – you're getting kind of fresh the freshman. they're done. Lots of people are done after that. Right. And so we're we're trying to prepare. And no matter how – this is where the pride has to get away from uh, us parents and even uh, and the expectations were like, listen, you may want to listen to what we're saying today because the hurtful thing is don't be that parent that's emailing a three-paragraph parent to the coach because your kid didn't make the team, but you didn't ask what the expectations were a year or two in advance for what a high school expectation
0: is. Well, and I think one of the things is, you know, as parents, we are our, we're our kids' first advocates, right? Yep. Well, one of the things is um, that paragraph, you know, you're talking about all the great things your kid does, and they work hard, and they love the game. you got to understand from the coach's position, they have eight players that are the same way. They work hard, they love the game, but they showed up. And your kid missed one day a week, or decided you know you guys decided that we're going to go out to check out the grand canyon in the middle of summer work and this kid missed opportunities to to play in some some tournaments um with with his team informally coaches see that stuff and that's where we talk about you know we want we want to have the balance between having you know this kid having a childhood and a, a, you know a family life and stuff like that if you work with your coaches they will help facilitate that. But you've got to work with the coaches. You can't just unilaterally decide, um, oh, yeah, we're going to take some time off. The coach is going to have to deal with it. Okay, the coach will deal with it. They will deal with it by finding somebody to replace your kid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's how they deal with it. The coach wants you to take family vacations, and they want your kid to play other sports. But their priority is their team. And so they're going to make the decision that's best for their team. So teams. We're gonna talk about teams. We're gonna take a quick pause for the calls and we'll be right back. Y'all not working like a team. I g I gotta shut the studio down, yo. So before we get into teams, we need to have a conversation about this because this still does the this still is about development. Um I'm a business owner and I did a lot of um self-education, a lot of I've gone through a lot of self-improvement courses and books and things like that. And I've gone through enough to understand that Um, a lot of the self-improvement stuff that I was reading was trite BS, (laughs) um, trying to be, trying to be, keep it PG here, but it didn't, um, it gave me a lot of surface level stuff and didn't really give me anything actionable. And one of the things that you stumble across is this 10,000 hours myth. And when I say it's a 10,000 hours myth, I'm not saying that there's no value in in the number of 10,000 hours. And if you're you're not familiar with it, they say 10,000 hours of practicing something uh, will give you a level of expertise to have mastery over it. (laughs) There is no timetable on mastery of anything. And if you read enough people, you realize that the concept of mastery doesn't exist because the more you learn, the more you realize that you don't know. (laughs) And so even masters doubt their knowledge because they realize the limits of where the edges of where their knowledge is. I'm saying all that to say this. Ten thousand hours of going out and putting up bad shots. Those Patrick Ewing, do you work on that shot kind of shots? And I'm going to drop the sound. I'm going to find the sound clip and drop it in here. Um, Those those shots. Um, or dribbling wrong or jumping off the wrong foot or ten thousand hours of bad form passing that doesn't give you any level of mastery expertise or control over the ball. It just reinforces you just you just you you basically develop you 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 forge your bad habits with ten thousand hours of work on them <laughs> And so now you take things that, could be rectified with some kind of level of guidance and you 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 fortify them. So now they're just bad habits that nobody can get rid of. 10,000 hours of unfocused training is worthless. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. If you're going to invest in 10,000 hours, make sure you're doing it the right way. We have a, <laughs> this is a commercial kind of, we have an online training program where they'll teach you the form. They'll teach you how to shoot. They'll give you the, the cues, the physical cues, so that you can get that repetition in, so that you can make your 10,000 hours mean something. Because the last thing a high school coach wants to hear is you complaining about 10,000 hours. He's been out there for 10,000 hours working on it. Okay, one, so he's been doing this since birth, two, she she did 10,000 hours of stuff with bad form. And so now <laughs> we have to un we have to we have to, to to decode or translate 10,000 hours of bad form and break all the bad habits she learned because they went out there and did it without guidance. We have a program for you. If you can't get physically with us, we have virtual training. It's <laughs> Right now, it's like 60 bucks a month. It'll help you improve your 10,000 hours. It will help you improve your 10,000 hours because you'll be using, you'll be getting guidance from literal experts in their positions, NCAA coaches, NBA players, people that actually put in the work that can tell you how to tweak your shot so that it drops the right way and tell you the right way. So stop with the 10,000 hour stuff. It's, It doesn't mean anything. It's meaningless if it's not directed the right way.
1: Uh, one, one, one thing I've known, and I, I, I'll build off of that, is it, it all goes out the window when you you play some real competition. It goes out the window when you step up another level. It goes out the window, all this, you know, your so-called 10,000 hours, when your kid gets somewhat exposed. Uh-huh. Um, and we all have times where we've played sports and... There is that kid that's just light years better than everybody, you know, that has that God given talent. But it also, there's those kids that have outworked. Where you saw that kid two years ago, and you're like, what happened? Because now this kid is faster, this kid's better now. What, what, ha- I, I thought what I was doing was working and it didn't work, and now you're seeing those kids surpass it's one thing and, I, and this drives me nuts and we talk about this but I, I'm calling these coaches out stop telling kids they're the best fifth grader in the state stop telling kid they're they're the hardest working eighth grader in the country you don't know that Did you can't you know? quantify
0: that you cannot <laughs> quantify this you can't you can't prove it you're just ga- you're putting gas in their head you're gassing them up you're gassing their head up
1: yeah I mean tell them to... The- they're good for your team. Maybe they're the best scorer on your team. That is great. Maybe they're a good pretty good defender, good rebounder for your team or for your little league. But we don't know that. We don't know that. And so once you say that, a lot of kids stop working. And so when we what we do in our training, what we do with the online thing is keep working. Keep working. Why do you think NBA players have an all season? And they get in the gym and they're working. There's no, they don't just stop for four months.
0: Let me take it a step further. Why do you think NBA players have shooting coaches? <laughs> why do you think they? Why do you think they have trainers? Mm-hmm. Why do you think they have people that train them on different elements of the game? Because it works. That's why. They invest in it. They realize even though they are in the top one percent of basketball players on the planet, they need an edge. They pay for training. Period. Period. They pay for training,
1: right? And we, and again, training maybe not be for certain. Training might not be for everybody. Maybe in person. Maybe you do have a good structure thing in person. Maybe you are doing it, you know. But we're saying we give you an option online because you you do. Right now we're in the uh, we're in the pandemic, and there are times you can't probably get to the gym. There are right. times that you don't have. So what we're saying is. Don't take four days off this week when you could have been doing some work. You could have did some structured work. We're saying that, that that we have that option. Now, if you want to come in person, we have that option too as well and get in that work. And, again, we're not saying that anything anybody else is doing doesn't work, you know, like that thing. But what, we're, what I'm saying from going on both sides of it is I can tell right away a kid that either took time off or has not developed themselves to be ready for a high school
0: tryout. I, will, I can see it right away. I'll say it's not working. I would say, <laughs> yeah, it's
1: not working. If
0: you if you are out with a high, if your kid is out and puts in ten thousand hours of work of dribbling, and they're dribbling high for ten thousand hours. <laughs> You ain't improving nothing, and that's the that's the bottom line of the bottom line. And if you don't have somebody there to say, "Hey, the dribble, you're dribbling too high," then you just instilled ten thousand hours of bad dribbling with your kid. Period.
1: I think, and you, you, I don't know if you agree with me. I I think it's it's that hard pill to swallow as as a parent, um, where you saw your your kid peak in first or second grade, and you're like, "Man, this kid was awesome. He was a fast kid down there," and then. All of a sudden things started changing. The kid still was doing good, but kids started catching up and things started changing. And so again, like you said, we are our kids' biggest fans. We want them to do good. But when they do bad or you start seeing somebody light years better or faster or stronger than they are, it should wake you up. For me, it woke me up as a parent. Some parents are kind of like, Nope, I'm gonna I'm not gonna believe this. I'm gonna move this kid to another. Team or another organization, I'm going to believe it. And no matter how much you run, the, the kid didn't develop. You can run to every program, every school you want to, and you're going to have the same bad habits that were not worked on or addressed.
0: Even doctors, even doctors take their kids to the pediatrician. Yep. Uh, let's be real. So um, we're saying all that to say this: we have the we have the way to improve your 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 ten thousand hours. Um, But it gives you some guidance, especially if you've never if you haven't played or you haven't played in a while or, you know, you're not playing at you haven't played. Let's be honest. You haven't played at the level that your kid is going to reach. Um, Get some guidance with that. And that's what we need to talk about. Now we're pivoting into the team thing. So um, with the team element of this, with the team aspect of it. One of the things we're talking about uh, between Coach Mo and I is we are reevaluating the concept of having teams because um, we, we we put the teams in because we thought this was a great way to get kids developed. The problem is um, it it becomes kind of burdensome, and so the reality is we don't want to burden our kids' development with. You know, being on a team where everybody gets to play and everybody, if they if they're if they're signed up for training, they're automatically on the team. We need to we're working on removing that expectation because it's not benefiting anybody. We end up getting and the ones that are with us, that y'all know who you are. The ones that are with us, y'all know who you are. You've been riding with us, you've been consistent with us. That's great. What we get is I'm gonna drift in for a couple of months. And see how everything is, and then first hint that, hey, here's another basketball program. They're gone. And then they go to that basketball program, they don't get what they're looking for, they're coming back to us. Or... They come to us, they don't get what they're looking for, and then they're off to burden some other program. And then they don't get what they're looking for there, and then they're off to burden some other program. And then it just becomes a self perpetuating cycle. And what happens is, and this is very important what happens is, um, what happens is, it becomes a self perpetuating cycle where, um, the kids end up putting, the kids end up never really reaching their peak, re- never really reaching their pinnacle because they never, they, there's never any internal monologue. They never look internally. They're never forced to look at their own actions or accountability for this stuff. And so that's what we keep running into. We're not getting the consistent work. And when we're talking about the team thing, because this is all, an entire segment in and of itself. So what we're probably going to do is take another pause because there's a lot of thoughts we need to get around what our team program looks like versus what it's going to look like. So um, are you okay with that? Taking a quick, quick break here, Mo? I'm good with that. And we get our thoughts together on this and then we'll be right back at you. Y'all not working like a team. I got to shut the studio down, yo. Teams and what the future of teams are with Coach Mo Athletics. If you're a current parent with us, and I mean somebody who's currently on one of our rosters, this probably won't affect you. Matter of fact, I'll say it won't affect you. We're going to take care of you, and we're going to keep working to try to get your kid on a high school roster. But we're having strong considerations about phasing out the year-round playing part of what we offer, and there's a couple of reasons why. Again, I mentioned it earlier the team hopping element of it. It destroys consistency with teams. You do not see these high school rosters with players that have been hopping from squad to squad to squad. You can't do that in high school. You can't play on one high, play on one varsity high school and hop to four others. It just doesn't work like that. You might have somebody who changes teams or changes school districts once or twice, but the consistent being on four different teams during the course of a year, you're not going to see that.
1: Big red flag. And Big so red flag.
0: it's inconsistency because it sets a kid up. If they're going to play college ball, man, that that transition going tra- transferring schools and I know they've changed some of the rules, but it is burdensome. Mm-hmm. And you ta- you're talking about taking years off of somebody's career. Um that's the fast way to do it is to hop from roster to roster to roster. And so we're trying to um, address... I think people reach the end of basketball season and they start looking at other things, which is fine. We're trying to mitigate some of that by getting rid of this year-round expectation on both ends because we don't want you guys to expect to play year-round for us and we don't want to have the expectation that you're going to be committing to playing. Now, training year-round is something different. Hell yeah, We expect training year-round, but... The play year round um, is kind of a, is is expectation we want to remove um,
1: again we're, we're making it clear our, our current eighth graders uh, you, I mean you're gonna you guys already know the expectations you're gonna be playing rest of the you know rest of the spring and summer and yeah uh, are right. seventh graders too well on right. the seventh you'll play you're playing next year but these are, these are our last two teams, so we're not creating any other teams. We're not creating any other teams, so we're strictly development. That is our expertise, that's what we've been. Our strong point, we're development. So when you look us up and you, you see that, hey, where's all the the team stuff? At, I mean, I got a third grader who wants to be on a team. Now, we know a lot of great coaches here that we can refer you to, but we won't have teams because what it does, and this is just coming from Coach Mo himself, I, I never want to be a jack of all trades. I never wanna be a jack of all trades. They said jack of all trades and a master at none. Right. I, I, I don't I don't wanna do that. We don't wanna do that at uh Athletics. I am not uh I'm not a painter. I can paint a little bit, but I'm not a I'm not a professional painter. Right. Okay. Um I can you know, I can do I can um uh, I, I can change a tire. I don't know how to drop an engine and do a car. I'm not a mechanic you know, there. So I don't want to put that we have. We do all these services. And when we first started this, uh, long ago, when I started coaching, in, you know, when it was 2021, 20, um, I wanted to do everything. And I wanted to develop, train, coach, pick, you know, pick people up and get them ready for tournaments. And it not only burns you out, but it's a disservice to the kids because, you're not really focusing in what your expertise is, and our expertise is player development, making them explosive, make them jump higher, run faster, getting them at, at, as an athlete of all sports, but uh, but this case particularly basketball, and we want to make sure we're giving the best product um, we we can, and that's gonna help us give the best product we can by eliminating extra stuff that we are not um, when it's not gonna do.
0: And if if at some point in the future, we sit down and reevaluate it, the team element, if it comes back, it's going to come back as something different. It's going to be we hire a coach and that's they actively manage the teams and they're running our training program to get the maximum outcomes. But for right now, and I'm not saying immediately, I'm not saying if you're on our seventh grade team, you need to start planning your exit. We're going to try to get you to that finish line to get you on a high school team. That's what our focus is. But. We're not going to be starting, uh, um, you know, a fourth grade team unless unless some things fall in place where it makes sense to do it. Otherwise, it's not it's not it's not it's not in the cards. And so it's,
1: it's a lot that goes into team development. Right. Um, and it's just a lot. And we don't want to put We don't we want to put the best, you know, the, 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 the best uh, quality service we can out there every time we do it. We want. Um, but that's business. This is a business we're running, and you know. And at the end of the day, um, I love our five star reviews. At the end of the day, I love the kids coming back saying they got offers. I love the, you know, the parents that like what we we do, and we do that because we're keeping it real with parents, right. keeping it real with ourselves. And it's really hard for me to develop players as. If I'm out, you know, creating four or five different teams and that that's the transparency we want you guys to have that a lot of coaches won't be transparent about um, a lot of coaches and I mean, I'm mean, i not name dropping them. This is all over the country. Um, it's their is a little different. They, they, they kind of survive their business or program off of getting a lot of different teams and right. they maybe not do develop, uh, development. And there's no problem with that. That's how you make your money. You know, that's great for them. Um, for us. I'd rather have that kid come back his senior year and junior year and say, Hey, my point totals went up and my rebounds went up because you were developing me on the weekends when I was free, or you developed me during that, that uh, you know, that summer, that spring that spring gap. I was in there working three or four days with you, and now I'm now an 18-point score instead of a 14 because you developed me. We want those We those stories.
0: And that goes back into what uh, one of the main tenets of what we believe is just being on a roster doesn't mean you're becoming a better player. And we rather focus on being the better player and creating better players as opposed to trying to roster everybody and creating a team for them. And so that element of what we're doing, we're reevaluating it, But as we get this group of sixth and seventh graders, as they start reaching that high school level, we're probably going to be phasing out the team element. The only way we'll bring it back is if we're kind of, you know, you know, like some of the other programs around here where they're running a nonprofit model. And that's kind of what they do is they it's a nonprofit, not for profit program that they run and has separate management. Mm-hmm. And they have different expectations and stuff like that. Where you can create teams that that aren't competitive, and you can you know you can put together teams that are just recreational, and kids are just going out and having fun and shooting the ball and stuff like that, and learning the core philosophy of the game in a team environment. That's not what we're trying to do right now. We're trying to build better players.
1: And I'm I'm passionate as mm-hmm. them. You know, since I'm in it, you know, I'm, I'm passionate about doing that, building, building better players. Um, I'm passionate about making sure they have the right, you know, uh, the, the right stuff, know, an individual kid, the team aspect of, you know, I'm passionate about that. Um, it, you know, we've partnered with people in the past, we've right. partnered with things, you know, and we, one thing about us, we, we might be petty about certain stuff because that's who we are. Uh, but you know what? I'll never, I never, uh, uh, look at uh, things in the past and get mad about, or opportunities that didn't work, and those kind of things. There, because you know, at the time, those were, were the right decisions. But I know for 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 me, as I can sleep easy at night knowing that I've given a hundred percent every time I have a. And our, our Mondays is great. Like I'll give you an example. Our, our Mondays are challenge night, and man, I, I'm I'm fired up to go into those. And it up when I'm done because the kids are talking out. I can't wait to the next one. Wow. And I'm talking to kids that play for us, kids that play for a, a starting, a starting uh, you know, a player for a high school, a kid from college, a kid that's trying to get, you know, it was so many different kids that were here, and they were like, this is what I'm looking for. The development is what I'm looking for. And they can just drop me in and do that. There are kids coming on Sunday doing a uh, competitive open gym that – I may not have ever met by just doing teams. They, they didn't even know what I did. These kids are high school, college players. Right. We have adults coming in that want to try out for professional teams and just drop in. I'm like, wow, this is cool. And our Wednesdays is you know we do things as well. I'm like, and we and we're putting a hundred percent into that. Uh, and so when I when I say that we we, we want to change the outlook to make this this city better. And just basketball overall better by putting in the programs that we have, and then adding the online aspect. So if you're a kid that's sitting in Dallas or a kid sitting in you know Paducah, Kentucky, you can get online because you have you know maybe your maybe right now your your basketball is shut down. I think California is shut down right right now. So what are you doing? Go out in the driveway? What are you gonna do? Hey, we have an online thing that can do that, and we don't say that just to be like. Hey, this is what it is. No, it's good. If you go inside and look at this app, we're going to have kids. They're going to give some testimony on their own that are doing this. And you're looking at that. Man, there's some good stuff in there. There's some great stuff in there. The kids that come to our Mondays, they will tell you. There's They get challenged. Kids are going to Sunday. It's challenged. Wednesday is challenged. If you taught a lot of our kids, we've had these kids several years right we've had parents with us several years and then they refer other parents there because we we're doing it for the right reason it's development of the player we're keeping it real for the kids and the parents and anybody that wants to come into and try our program
0: so what we're saying is we're trying to restructure this to go 100% in on the development piece and start trimming back the team piece of it now we do have Coach Ian who's been phenomenal, has been lights out for us. We'll sit down and talk to him and kind of figure out where he wants to go with it. But
1: well, he's got that seventh grade team.
0: He's a got the seventh grade, <laughs> he's got to deal with the seventh graders for a while. And so, you know, once we get them to ninth grade with our development and then playing with Coach Ian, we're gonna sit down and have a holistic conversation about okay, what's next and what do you want to do? Um, but right now we are really focusing on the development piece of it. We'd rather have your kid make the varsity team as a freshman than to put him on our ninth-grade team that's playing in season, in tournaments. You get what I'm saying? Right.
1: It's just, yeah, they that kid has a chance to just out there. And, now, you know, and, I, and this is going, going off the of script a little bit, but it's, I need to say it. I I actually challenge some of the trainers, the coaches, the parents – to reach out to us, and I'll tell you why. I, I challenged them because my my parents weren't challenged. Right. No one no one informed them what was out there. Um, I challenged the coaches to look at your rosters of your select teams, and this is your seventh, sixth, eighth grade team. Look at your rosters. What's going on with the kids eight through twelve that are there? Not the, not your starting five, not your six man. What what's going on with the eight to twelve kids? You know, that's just kind of there. Are those kids going to be prepared? Are they thinking that since they're on this team that's undefeated with the starting five and the six, maybe seven is playing, are they going to ride their coattails into high school? And they're not. And I th- I challenge you guys to get those kids to us and get the other kids to us too as well. But. Get them to us if they have any idea of they thinking they want to play in high school or play at another level. Get them to us. I challenge you to do that. I challenge parents to look at your kid the next game, take some film of your own kid, watch them how they run, watch how they belt, watch how they match up with other kids. If you're seeing some of the huge holes in your game, get them to us. There is something we can help them do to develop. It doesn't matter if you're coming from the west part of town, south, north. We're we're gonna help kids. So no matter what rumor you may have heard, <laughs> like that, like oh, we only work with uh, kids that go to this school. That's a rumor. That's not we're, true. Yeah, we're just kids that only live on this far town. That's not true. Our online program, you can be anywhere in the country. Right. Uh, you can be anywhere in the country, and We we, we want to work with this. So I challenge you to look at your what you have and what you're working with currently. And if you really want to help those kids, you get them to us, so we can help them.
0: And I do want to throw this in here for to, to confuse you guys a little bit, because we're still going to run with our AAU program. We're still going to do possibly a summer league here or there. We're saying the year-round in-season stuff. We want to limit that the training piece of it and really make our AAU program. A reward for our best trainees. You get
1: know, once they're, they're in high school. You're in high school. You have a. It's a four or five month. You're in high school doing what the high school needs to do.
0: And here's the other side. The added benefit of the AAU program is this exposure. Yeah. So they're training with us, and now we're giving an opportunity for them to be exposed. Uh, to be, and I don't want to say exposed, but to be seen outside of the city. So you get some kind of people looking. You know, if a kid comes out and dominates and has a fantastic run in an AAU tournament, even though they may be competing with kids that are that that teams that may be leagues above them, they come out and have a good showing. That still matters. Yeah. And so we're trying to give these kids our best trainees, and that's why we want to we want the AAU program to be made of the kids that show the most effort, that do the most workouts, that really take it seriously, that do the most off off court work that do the mental stuff that embrace every element of what we're talking about. We want to give them an opportunity to compete on that higher level. And that's the AU program. That's going to be limited. We're not going to be, that's not going to be a year round thing. That's going to be in a, in a window because when we're doing it, we need razor sharp commitment to that program, because this is a, this is a, this is going to be an investment for the parents that are involved in it. Uh, emotionally physically financially it's going to be an investment and so we want the top we want we want a higher level for the aau program and we'll probably even use i'm thinking i'm thinking out loud you can correct me they'll probably use the summer league kind of as a warm-up you know to keep those kids engaged keep those kids playing it'll be for the aau program and so the AAU program is going to be something that's its going to be a bonus, but it ain't running year-round. We're talking about maybe a couple of weeks out of the summer, and right. then, then we're back to our training and focusing.
1: We, we wanted you to develop. We want, to, we want a kid that's struggling to crack his roster as your night band to be able to come in on the weekends and get, get uh, some training. We want the kid that's, you know, is dominating and they they want to keep dominating to come in on a Tuesday night and start some training, you know, just something different, but we want to have that open uh, availability. Now from, again, people are getting rubbed the wrong way, which is, as I learned in in business, not everybody, not everybody should like you, you know, everybody should like you, but you keep it real. We are both parents. Let me let you guys understand that this is not you're not talking to two single guys with no kids and we're right. just being unfair and saying, oh, you don't understand how it is to have, you know, kids and get them up in the morning. And but you know, yes, we do. Yes, we do. We have kids of different ages. I have a kid going into high school and the kid that just started school. <laughs> you know, so I have a I have both spectrums and one's right in the middle, uh, and they're all different, right? Your kids are all different, so we understand that things come up. We right. understand those things there. So I wanted to be clear, but we also understand that your thing that came up may be the reason in high school that. This kid gets in front of you if it keeps coming up, and so it can't be a, 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 a thing all the time. It can't be well, you don't understand it because we, we're down to one car. A, a, a lot of people get down to one car, that's not a, unfortunately that happens. We've been there as there. Well, that's when the carpooling comes in, that's when reaching out to the other parent. So there's got to be a way to eliminate the excuses as parents. Uh, and go, we, we all have to do it to get that kid there. We have, uh, um. We have different levels of high school. You have freshmen. You have freshman A and B. You have reserves, which is a sophomore You have JV, varsity. They practice at different times, and they got to – you have to be there. And if it's, hey, he's not used to getting up at 5 o'clock, for this team's requirement, it's time to get up and get going. And if that kid misses three or four practices and they're late, the expectation of that kid starting or making the team even – uh, it get low, and so don't get upset when we're telling you that we're in this, and we're just trying to help develop and get them ready. And the development isn't just physical; it's mentally preparing them for high school.
0: And that's why that's why that's why we're talking about limiting the scope of our basketball program so that we can narrow it down to you only have to be focused on basketball completely and totally for the benefit of this team, for your kid to be an active participant on this team. For a couple of weeks or maybe a month or two, as opposed to this is a year round 12, 12 months around the year, you know, kind of thing where you have to constantly put a hole in your schedule to go play in a tournament or play in a league. We're trying to limit it so that we can focus on the training piece of it. So you're not talking about a multi-hour commitment. We're talking about maybe two to three hours a week year round of development piece of it, as opposed to six or seven hours a week, you know, year round for training, practice, and playing. That makes sense. Oh
1: yeah. And we want you, we want your kids early. We want your kids early because, um, I, I love the young group we have. And they're very competitive and you uh, I mean, just seen them last night. They're getting out there and they're getting on the ground and doing doing. I love the, you know, the younger, the better. Um, because if you can instill, you know, you can still the earlier development stuff into them. Man, when the time those kids get to middle school and high school, they'll have it. They'll have it there. The hardest thing a lot of time is if it's never told to you or it's never taught to you to come to us as a junior or sophomore in high school and and ask. So what do I do from here? Well, if you're a junior and you haven't really made any waves yet in uh, high school, I'm not saying you're not going to be this. You couldn't be this phenomenal overnight player. I'm just saying it's pretty rare. Pretty rare. I mean, if you're, I mean, if you're a seven foot kid with a 40 inch vertical, right. yeah, I'll work with you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean that, yeah, I'm gonna get you in college somewhere. But if you're coming to me as a junior with no work ethic, you're five foot one and you don't like to come to practice, um, that's that's hard to deal. When
0: you're going into your senior year. And you're six foot four, but during practice sessions and training sessions, you're tripping little kids and you can't make a layup (laughs) consistently. Um, We're here to act as a buffer now and kind of say this isn't working. And your expectations of making a varsity roster um, with where we have to we have to deal with we have to manage your behaviors at 16 or 17, we have to manage your behaviors right along with the the behaviors of the fifth grader and the fifth graders behaving better than you are. Now we're having a serious conversation. Not
1: not everybody, it, I think maybe we can get it even more real, not everybody's going to go play basketball at North Carolina right. or, or Duke or Kentucky or Casey. Okay, so, and it's it's so neat to see that we have local guys that are getting multiple offers from those, but those local guys, they're getting multiple offers understand what we're talking about. They've been had this instilled in them. They have somebody in their corner saying, Hey man, you, you know you know you gotta you gotta do this. Hey hey girl, you gotta do this. So it's great to to have that expectation. But what we're what we're saying is this is where the this is where the pride has to come out of. You have to start being a little bit more humble. You gotta be very aware that this is real in right. the time of that. And so I talk to coaches all the time. Uh and I had a coach tell me one know, you wonder, if they got a kid he said, Hey, I know he comes, he works with you, I know the capability he has, but when he's not around, um, he's walking in practice. When he's not around, he doesn't want to stay an extra twenty minutes work on free throws and his free throws are make he doesn't want to stay, but we give him that option there. And so I had to talk to him get him like, they gave you an extra amount of time to get yourself better. Why didn't you do it? Well, I feel I'm fine. I feel I got it. Oh, but that's great. But I met the coach of that team. So if the varsity coach of that team is telling me you're not working hard, then you're not working hard is it's because you, you you don't want to work harder. And so what we are feeling, just not, let's say the physical part of it, we have a lot of mental part of when we talk about that stuff. We understand very clearly that pandemic is going on. And this is why this is important that we're talking about how to change, we're going to do it. We understand that some kids have not really gotten to do much. Some kids right. haven't gotten anywhere. And we understand that you're probably internalizing a lot of stuff. But we are also going to hold you accountable if you are participating in stuff or supposed to do, and you are you're one of the kids that aren't physically going to a stuff and aren't doing a thing, and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. We're going to challenge you a little bit and say, why aren't you taking it to the next level? Why are you not finishing the homework? When you come to our academy and it's going to get structured, even 2021 is going to be a great year for what we're doing. You're going to leave. We'll go back to our old school thing. We're going to you're going to leave with some homework, and homework is not going to be. 14 pages of what, what a basketball is made out of. It's, it's going to be, what are your goals? When you came Monday, I, I, I kind of watch your scrimmages. I watch what you're doing. I, I dropped into your select game. Uh, I'm, I'm all over, and I tell your select game, and you get zero rebounds. So your homework homework's going to be increasing your rebound, increasing your bodily language, you, you know, things like that.
0: The mental side of it. What position do you play? Mm-hmm. Are you watching somebody who's playing at a higher level in your same position? What are they doing versus what are you doing? Those kind of homework assignments where we're actually talking about elements of the game and not just not just the physical part of it, but we're talking about the mental part. Are you checked in? If you're a big man and you're you know that's what your position is, you know that's what you're supposed to be, you're supposed to be the guy on the court that goes and gets the rebounds, are you watching other people that are in the same role you are? You seeing what they do and what they don't do? Are you, If you're not, why aren't you? And so we're having these kind of conversations, guys. The reality is we are trying to structure this. And I, and I keep going back to it. I'm going to be broken record on it. We're structuring our program to mimic what these high school programs in this town are doing. And not just this town. Other places. The places. We are mimicking what high school programs are doing and how they run and how they function. So, and, and
1: I like how you – and that's a good point. We'll tell you how to high schools. Right. is different. AU's different. It's summer. It's exposure. You you know, as coaches, they may – you know, they may – they're trying to get – you're trying to – if you're – your goal is to play summer ball in high school – is to get college looks, I think. I mean, that's that would be my goal. I'm not spending that that money and traveling everywhere I'm not trying to get college looks. That means you're on that 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 hunt for that you continue your dream, and so you may play a little different in the summer. They may be. The, the offenses might be a little different. They might let you run wild and do track, you know, and that's fine. That's what you're supposed to do. We're saying in a structured high school, especially some of our high schools that are known for championships, known for getting the teams to the playoffs, you're not going to run in there doing your own thing. You're not going to run in there telling the coach when you're going to come to practice. You're not going to do that. So it's going to be a lot more structured. And I'm not saying hey, you's not structured. I coach you as well, but – High school has expectations, and, right. you, and, they, and you have to have your grades a certain way. Right. It's, it's a policy for schools to have your grades. You can't fight. You can't do certain things to get your change. And we're just telling you guys this so you don't walk in blind. You can't walk in like, I never heard this. We're, we're telling you, and we're showing you. Right. we. We don't know how it is. They may be the four best point guards in the world coming to you as a freshman. We're not guaranteeing you're going to make the team. We're going to make it that you're developed enough that you can compete with those four kids coming in, not only physically but mentally and and being prepared
0: for that. The A you look at it like this, and I can you know, long story short, the A you component of what we're trying to do is basically we're trying to market your player. We're trying to market your player to people that may be interested in your player services in the future. That's what the AAU program's about. High school basketball is to establish your resume. AAU is more marketing, is more of your, think of it as your LinkedIn page. <laughs> you know, where you show the best parts of your career, the highlights of your career, you're underlying them, underscoring them, and displaying the best parts of your skill set. So that uh, potential people that want to partner with you for your services line up for you. So that's what the AAU program is. But they are two different beasts. Getting your kid ready for an AAU program. That's why we're putting it in in the summer. Because that looks a little bit different. It's more a little bit more individual. It's more of an individual showcase where you get to show out. Now, the team does matter. But high school is more like the team above everything else.
1: Yeah, learn your plays, yeah. run the plays, respect the coaches, get yourself with the the, the basics. Be it, you you got to grow up. Right. You got to grow up. I mean, like, I, I get it. We love our kids, always be our babies, but when it comes to high school athletics, you, you got to grow up. They got to mature. They got to mature a little bit going into those things.
0: So that's those are the differences, and that's what we're focusing on now. Um, we understand, you know, from a parenting standpoint, we've kind of touched on this. Life happens mm-hmm. and we get that piece of it. But sometimes parents need to look and see if they are the barrier for their kids moving on to that next level. And unfortunately, that happens more times than you would like to admit. If you're sending out, if your kid doesn't make the freshman team and you're, scrot- and you're firing off emails and stuff like that, You are not facilitating. You're not helping this instead of asking your kid what they could have done better and looking at your schedule and looking at your level of commitment to your kid's basketball career and carve and protecting the time for your kid to develop and taking those steps. You're trying to you're trying to put that on the coach. Sorry, you're getting in your kid's way because like Mo said. You know, now if you're coming in in tenth grade, not only do they have to compete against the tenth graders that are coming in, they have to compete with the ninth graders that are already there.
1: Right. And kids develop fast. Kids develop fast. I I mean I we were work, we're working with some eighth graders that are gonna be stars. Right. They, they, they stick with them, gonna be stars. And I I'm, and I'm proud of that. You started because of what they put in. So I I uh I, I feel I feel sorry for some tenth and eleventh graders who aren't taking it serious because they may have their roster spots uh, taken next year, or whatever high school these kids decide to go to, which is a good thing for us. We want we want competitive kids that are going to be able to get on a roster and not just get on there and sit and we talk about just being part of the team. They're going to be a significant part of the team and, and and give give an effort and help them win.
0: Now, if your kid isn't waking up to go put up the shots and they're not putting in the off court work, that's the kid's issue. They're yep. not motivated. But if you're showing up to the game, you know, 10 minutes before the game and the kid is half sleep off of uh, a whopper sitting in the pit of his stomach and, <laughs> and he or she didn't get, you know, nobody told them that they need to actually go to sleep the night before. That's the parent. If midseason, we're in, we're in the middle of a summer league and all of a sudden you have this vacation that you've known about for six months. But you're telling us a week before, oh, we're going to be gone for the week we're in this tournament. That's a parent thing, and you cannot expect your kid to maintain their roster spot in a high school setting. Your kid would instantly be replaced, and I'm saying that to say this: you need to start expecting that that's going to happen with us too.
1: Yep, yep, and you had to be ready. I mean, you got to be ready. You got to because we have to do it too. So what I tell parents before they, you know, before they Go on a big, big rant with the coach or, you know, high school coach, select coach, third grade, second grade coach before coach is the easiest one to blame. Right. And, you know, and I'll, t- I'll take blame for game stuff, uh, adjustments on plays, you know, subbing the wrong person the wrong t- We do, we take that. That's why coaches do interviews in the NBA and they, you know, if they, hey, you know, we'll come back, we adjust, you know, we'll, we'll work on something brightness, blah, blah, blah. It's a pretty general thing. But you cannot uh, be upset if, the practice time doesn't work for you all of a sudden because you got a new job right? Um, because it works for the other nine kids. It has always been working. You can't get upset because they said one of your cars broke down the other one didn't, but you didn't reach out and look for, you know, uh, an alternative ride when you knew three days in advance, your car didn't work. That is not on the kid. That is not on the coach. There's no need to email the coach with angry email. Why that kid's not playing or starting or why they're not there. Reach out. Let us know. You let us know. But that's part of getting them prepared for the next level.
0: Earned, not given. That's right. Your kids got to earn the roster spot. No, coach. Any. You should. Here's the thing, and this is why we're changing our program. Any roster spot that's given, you shouldn't trust. <laughs> you shouldn't trust it. Mm-hmm. If we're just giving you a spot and there's no expectation behind it, then you shouldn't trust. You shouldn't trust the team that that that, that roster spot's on. You have to earn it. You have to earn it every day. And there's expectations. That's what we're putting in place, high school expectations. So to surmise all of this, we summarize, surmise, summarize, however we want to say it. (laughs) We're adjusting our program and we're going to make it reflect high school expectations and how high school players play and high school coaches run their programs. That's what we're focusing on. We have an online training program. For those to get in, if you're if you're if you're one of the devotees of the ten thousand hours, we have an online program to help you make sure that you're getting the most out of ten thousand hours. That you're making sure that you're practicing the right form, because that's the thing. If you practice bad form for ten thousand hours, and you just have ten thousand hours of bad form, and you're not getting any better, we have an online program for that. It's right now it's sixty bucks. The price is going to be going up. It's 60 bucks. It's an investment. 60 bucks a month. It's an investment for thousands of hours of basketball footage and basketball drills. Um, Like I said, we're changing our our team. We're changing the the way we are pivoting. We want to be. uh, I think we want to focus. We want to do an 80-20 or 80% developing your kid to compete on the best teams in the state and the city and the country. And maybe 20%. With our own basketball teams, which it would be a twenty percent, would be comprised of AAU, summer leagues and things like that. The parents that are currently with us, don't worry, we got you. We're gonna get your kid. We're gonna get. We're gonna. We're gonna try our our best to get this kid. Get your kids to the finish line, with finish line being high school ball, ninth grade. So don't worry. There's not gonna be drastic changes to the team structure but the expectations will be adjusting so be prepared for that and then that's where you need to reach out to coach and say we're not ready to commit on this level and then we can make a, a decision that's best for you and for the player. so if you can't commit to the team element but you commit to the training then we can have that conversation right um and we can also we, we have great relationships with teams all over the city we honestly could re- re- refer you out if you don't want if you can't if you're not able to 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 match the level of commitment that we're going to be looking for from our teams and our players moving forward, um, basketball academy Sunday nights, Monday nights, Wednesday nights. Sun- Monday nights are our most intense. Monday nights are intense, man. Sunday nights. What happens on Sunday nights? Give give us a quick rundown, and then we can wrap this up.
1: Sunday nights. Um, these are going to be your. Um, you know, we try to get the best of the best in there, you know, I get calls from coaches or the kids call me and like, we're going to come in and, and, and play. I want to play against the best competition. So I usually step up a couple of my, you know, really good standout eighth graders that are on our CMA teams, um, or, you know, kids on other teams. But then, then it's high school. You get kids from prep. You get kids from West side, South, kids from north. kids from all over. Then we have college guys come in. We have coaches that want to play. Um. And it's very competitive. We split the teams up with very competitive player, and we just get after it. There's no break. You just you play, you lose. The next team's on, and you just go. Uh, and it's a good way to get up and down the court. It's a good way for kids that maybe they're in high school and they're not getting a lot of playing time to get that confidence back a little bit. You know, they get to get out, and get some shots up, they get to play some good level. They, it's very encouraging. Every, you know, everybody's hey man, I know you're not getting that playing time you need to. When you get in the game, man, just go. Go hard, man, go to the rim. Go, you know, go there. So it's it's great. Uh Monday night is our um is our challenge night. And it's really and it, it challenges yourself. Um we have time dribbling. We have uh you know how fast can you get down the court with a ball? And if you get it one week, uh one speed, you're gonna do it next week faster. How many times do you get up and down the court without the ball? How many times do you get back on defense? We'll time that. X amount of dribbling with your left hand, X amount of right hand, X amount of layups. Uh, it, it's up to and it challenges yourself. And the, by challenging other people, you challenge yourself. Am I ready to get better? Am I ready to get faster? When a coach said I couldn't rebound, uh, what do you do? We're going to have rebounding stuff. and You're going to keep going, keep going, keep going. And it's very fun. All ages. Uh, and so you can be, Beginner, which could be kindergarten through whatever You have an elementary group that comes seven to eight mm-hmm. and our middle school and up goes, uh, seven to nine. Cause it's a lot of stuff that's intense. And then we scrimmage for that second part. And we, uh, you know, we, we get up and down the court.
0: Let me ask you a question. How strict are we with the elementary kids? Say we have a a fifth grader that plays at a seventh grade level.
1: He can play up. Okay. They, they, they can play up. So we have, we have that all the time. Like, Hey, you're, um uh, you're good enough uh, we have a kid that's on our seventh grade cma team and plays up to our eighth grade um as well as well because he you know it's putting in the work to, to do it uh wednesday nights is i love wednesday night because our, our, our original basketball academy nights where we do a lot of team stuff and we do a lot of team stuff passing the ball around passing and cutting where you talked about earlier, where am I at on the court? Mm-hmm. So when I'm, so I'm passing the ball, why is my back turned? What, Why? you know, where am I at? You know, what am I supposed to be doing on this? And we talk through that stuff. So it doesn't matter if you're a beginning, first grader playing for the Y, you still got to kind of know where you're at on the court. It makes the game a little bit easier. Uh You still gotta understand that not to over dribble, you know, when be easier. And then with the older kids, we split them up. It's like, the same thing you learned in first grade, now you should have to learn now, but at advance of it. You still need to know where you're at on the court. Why are you dribbling 17 times in a circle and, and four people are trapping you? You know, right. So we, we work on that team element part of it um, and there. And then on top of that, uh, inside the basketball part, we have our, our, our total athlete training. Everybody can see that in there. And so we have days on Tuesdays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, Sundays, where people come in and you can get some band work, work your speed, your vertical, and do some lightweight training as well. So you have a lot of things you can get involved in. It makes you a better overall developed player.
0: Right. So those are our Basketball Academy nights. We're focusing on uh, get making better players. And that's really what it is. We say building better players. We don't take it lightly. And the, the 2020 Project 2021 is the emphasis on building better players, period. So thanks for tuning in. Um, It's Brian, Coach Moe. We will holler at y'all later. All right, peace. peace.